Welcome to the Hackberry House of Chosun. My name is Bob. You know, I call this thing Hackberry House of Chosun, and people want to know what in the world does that mean? Well, Hackberry House has to do with the house we used to live in, and on Hackberry Lane, in in a town in Chicago, near Chicago. Uh, the the Chosun part is the old name for Korea. And uh, even though I haven't done much recently on Korea, there are hundreds of audios on Sermon Audio on this site uh, about Korea. Hundreds, 400 that are, that are in English, 400 in, in the Korean language. And I thought every once in a while, you know, I've got to update this, right? I've been receiving things from Crossing Borders. Now, that's a little ministry that operates out of this general area where I live, as I said, in uh, near Chicago. And they, they publish a blog. I thought I would just read to you a few excerpts from that blog today to keep you updated. This is from December 17, 2019. December 17, 2019. It's called Grief and Joy in the Unexpected, the Testimony of a North Korean Refugee. My days were filled with sighs. I would wake up each morning thinking, how will I live through today? I would make small amounts of money. And each time I looked at the money I made, I would consider how I could use it to return to North Korea. My stomach felt like it was tied in knots. Lydia, a North Korean refugee living in China, wondered how she could go on with life. She had fled across the border from North Korea in 2005 to work for just one month before returning home. Well, Lydia was deceived and sold to a Chinese husband by, by traffickers. That one month stretched into many long years. In her first year in China, Lydia gave birth to a baby girl. Trapped in a country where she didn't speak the language, where she didn't know east from west, friend from foe, Lydia spent nine years in despair. She had left behind a 12-year-old son in North Korea a son who had expected her to come back in 30 days. She wonders about him even today, how much of his life he must have lived through now, how he must have become a man, how he did not have her by his side for so much of his struggles and triumphs. Lydia mourns the time that has passed. Lydia pondered life in this well of despair as she traveled out of her small rural village to meet another North Korean refugee in 2015. She and her friend, on a fateful afternoon in winter, encountered a Korean man in the back seat of a Chinese bus. It was rare to meet a Korean-speaking man in this backcountry region of China. Lydia had not seen a Korean man for almost a decade. The man was a pastor, a Korean-Chinese missionary, working with crossing borders, who was passing through her town. He had heard a few rumors that North Korean refugees were living in small villages. The chance meeting was the beginning of a new ministry that would expand over the next five years. Since meeting Lydia, this missionary and crossing borders has planted small community churches with over 100 North Korean refugees in hiding, just like Lydia. That's not her real name, by the way. 
Lydia shared what it was like to meet Crossing Borders pastor. It was amazing, she says. I, I met our pastor on the bus and heard the gospel of God's grace. I'd never imagined hearing about who Jesus was. I felt joy. I couldn't understand why I felt happiness. Lydia had been drowning in sorrows of a life unplanned and unwanted. Suddenly the unexpected arrival of grace, mercy, and compassion changed her life forever. A ray of life and hope had burst into her soul. I used to like music in North Korea, Lydia shared with Crossing Border staff. Praise songs moved my heart when I heard them for the first time. They gave me strength. They were blessings. A year after meeting our pastor, God's word began to speak to my heart. Lydia had the opportunity to have services with Crossing Borders missionaries twice every month. She came to accept it by faith in early 2016. And today, Lydia is a leader of a small group of North Korean women who are learning about the Bible together. She is a loving and caring sister for many other women who has experienced the same depression and grief she survived. I love uh, First Thessalonians 5.16, Lydia says, Be joyful always. I wrote it down on a piece of paper and hung it up on my wall. Other North Koreans are not the only recipients of Lydia's sudden wealth of joy. Lydia has shared the gospel with her family. Her husband, once a stranger who had purchased her, is now a believer of the Christian faith. As Lydia prays in Korean, he prays in Chinese. The two of them share the gospel with other North Koreans that they encounter. Lydia's daughter, who we will call Heidi, has heard the gospel as well. Out of the many half-North Korean children in Crossing Borders Network, Heidi is one of the most educated on the Bible and the gospel. Heidi has also learned about her mother's tragic past. It was not an easy story for Lydia to share with her daughter. Oh, I used to regret coming to China, Lydia reflected, but I felt that it was right to tell my daughter that she has a brother in North Korea. I told her that I am a refugee, that I have no citizenship in China. Heidi and her mother do not always see eye to eye. The two of them are not only separated by culture, but the perspectives of mother and daughter. Lydia has often remarked on the difficulties of mothering and raising her children in a world so vastly different from the one she was raised in. Many parents around the world may share her same fears and frustrations. And nonetheless, there is a newfound gratefulness in Lydia's own heart. Heidi carries her mother's hopes. When asked what she wants to grow up to be, Heidi's answer was firm. I want to be a missionary to North Korea. I want to meet my brother. Heidi wants to share the gospel with her family one day. This year, Crossing Borders raised funds to provide many of the North Korean children in our network with scholarships. Heidi is one of those recipients. We long to support her and her family with both the gospel and the means to build a life in China. I believe that God's love cannot compare with anything else in the world, Lydia remarked. Crossing Borders is grateful for stories like hers. They are testimonies to the incredible power
of the gospel. Now that was December 2019. Let me back up. I actually go forward. I'm backing up on the blog. You know how blogs are. We're going to go to, uh, well, let's go to, keep moving here. Here it is, to January 15, 2020. So we're into the new year. North Koreans are asking for your prayer. The fuel for Crossing Borders' ongoing work and ministry is not grit, wisdom, or good work. While our staff and missionaries thoroughly believe that we must put forth maximal effort in serving North Korean refugees and their children, we are often faced with the reality that in circumstances outside of our control and the oppressive, overwhelming odds of working in places hostile to our ministry, we need help. In this, crossing borders turns to prayer. Our prayers are often for grit, wisdom, and, and good work, but they extend further than these requests. We ask for guidance, for barriers to be overcome, for safety or protection, uh, for hearts to be opened and lives to be transformed. Again and again, prayer has yielded in good fruit and understanding for our workers and our community. As we focus on sharing the gospel to the unreached again in 2020, our staff in the U.S. and overseas continue to ask for your support through prayer. This past year, Crossing Borders staff made an effort to better understand and pray for the refugees in our network. With the vast number of women and children who are being served, it is often tempting to lose track of how many are being cared for with personal ministry. As a part of this endeavor to serve more intentionally, Crossing Borders missionaries asked the North Korean women in China to share some answers to questions that we had about their lives. Each of these answers were collected over the year in interviews and surveys. We want to share their thoughts and feelings with you, along with something very important, their prayer requests. As you begin 2020, please join us in reflecting on these individuals. They're in desperate need of loving prayers on their behalf. So uh, none of these names that I shall read are true names. Obviously, they're very American sounding, but we'll call this one Lois. She's age 48. When I remember my home in North Korea, I think of school days living with my siblings. She wants to, her prayer request is to be used as an instrument of the Lord in serving as a missionary and for my family in North Korea to be healthy. Victoria is 48. My health is affected by sciatica. Sometimes the right side of my body feels paralyzed. She prays for unity between North and South Korea for the sake of sharing the gospel and for her family, husband, son, daughter to accept Christ, that she will lead a godly life. Emily is 35. Her favorite animals are deer. Pray that God would open the door in North Korea for the gospel to save its people. Esther is 43. She says, I love the color lavender. Prays that her husband will become a Christian, for her children to grow healthy, for unity between North and South Korea. Ellie is 50. When she remembers her home in North Korea, she thinks of being a young woman spending time by the sea. 
She prays that, uh, that her children will be able to go to college. Prays that the nightmares that she has of North Korean detention centers would go away. Zina is 52. She says, I'm sad. I'm fighting with my husband. Talking about her new Chinese husband. And, and I see my daughter crying because we're arguing. Please pray over my daughter's headaches and stomach troubles. The husband's left knee is infected. Pray for my family to be one in faith. Miriam is 52. Her favorite foods are noodles and octopus. Pray for my husband's health and that my son will be a child of God. Carolyn is age 50. Her health is affected by bronchial asthma. I hope my family will learn to pray and to evangelize. Pray that my husband would quit smoking and that my children will accept Christ. Cindy is age 51. When I remember my home in North Korea, I think of my mother's 60th birthday with our family. She prays for the family to accept faith, for the family to be harmonious. She prays that I would not become greedy and think that she would think of God first. Elizabeth is 49, happiest when, when she sees her family in harmony because of God's grace. This is the new family in China. But pray for our local church and for my children's future and my husband's health. Can you do that? Would some of you pray for these people? I hope you will listen to this audio again and write those things down. And then finally today from January 22, the blog entitled Messages from the Field, Crossing Borders Missionaries in China. The following is an excerpt from a report sent to us from dedicated crossing border missionaries who were in China throughout 2019. While a few details have been changed or edited in this transcription, we hope it will encourage you to continue in prayers for our faithful workers and the North Korean women and children that they serve. And I quote from the report. When visiting the refugees in their village, a few of the women asked us if North Korea and the United States will go to war. Knowing that the United States had a much larger military, they worried for their families in North Korea. We learned that there are secret channels online where North Korean refugees in China and defectors to South Korea share a forum together. Over 300 of them chat throughout all hours of the day. It's one of the primary ways that the refugee women learn about what's going on in the world. The refugee women have shared news about North Korea with us. Back home in their country, families are being required to donate a pig to the government annually. The North Korean people have had a, a history of stifling complaints against their rulers, but their patience is thinning. Their frustration and discontent may be growing. According to sanctions enacted by the United Nations, we are learning that North Korean workers are now legally required to leave China. However, North Korean workers sent by the government are still present. Some North Korean women sent by their government to run a North Korean restaurant are now pretending to be Chinese and speaking Mandarin when serving customers. On the river bordering China and North Korea, there's a great deal of smuggling now. Large trucks line up along the riverbank at night. 
We were informed that providing ministry for children is now illegal in Chinese churches. In a Chinese-Korean church in one of the major cities, government officials from the religious bureau burst into a service and began to take pictures and videos of the congregants. The church had to quickly hide its small children's ministry on a different floor of the building space. The pastor of the church told us that the government's interference is growing more and more aggressive. This was their first time being interrupted in a service, and churches throughout the region are being inspected regularly. We will be more careful and be wary of visiting any churches going forward. There you have it, friends, an update. You can visit the very site that I was just reading from. It's crossingbordersnk.org. Crossingbordersnk.org. That's all together. Uh, and I hope you will do that. And, and when you go there, just click on the word blog and you'll see everything I just read. And you can go beyond what I just read back into their history even more. Well... We are a blessed people here. But you know what? Those people who are suffering and enduring and still serving the Lord, I got to say, <laughs> they're, more, they're more blessed than me. They're more blessed than, than, than the comfortable here who forget them so often. Let's get blessed with them. Let's remember the prisoners as though we were in prison with them. I don't know what that verse means. Do you? Do you really know what that means, to remember them as though you were there with them? It's easy to read. It's even easy to do what I'm doing right now. I'm crying. <laughs> Anybody can cry. So what? Does that change anything in North Korea, me sitting here crying or even talking to you? I, I ask that you go to God, that you ask him, Lord, is there something I can do, I personally can do? Is there something... I can do, can I? Would you Would you show me how to pray? Would you show me when to pray? Would you show me where to give and how to give? And Do you want me to go there? Why not? I trust that somebody will be blessed to do something for North Korea today. God bless you. And this is the Hackberry House of, of Chosun. Lord willing, we'll talk again as the Lord puts things in my mind. You've noticed that I haven't been on site much lately. But you know, you've got... I think 2,500 audios to <laughs> to go through there. After you've listened to the 2,500 audios, and that's 400 of North Korea, and then get in touch with me, and I'll, I'll send you something else. God bless you. We'll talk again as soon as possible. Bye-bye.